Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is Lisa Tomey, your host. And today we're going to have Susie Box of IWriteHer.com. Susie has a variety of talents with writing, and I'm really looking forward to doing this interview today. We'll be right back. to welcome Susie Box. She's a writer, an author, a poet, and has self-published two books, Feeling Human and Every Day I Pause, and is the editor of The Short of It. You can find her work at iwriteher.com or follow her on Facebook, where she invites you to read her thoughts and get to know her. Box's work has been published in the anthology Smitten, This is What Love Looks Like, Poetry by Women for Women, and in Vida Brevis, Spill Words, Literary Yard, and other literary magazine. Welcome, Susie. It's really a pleasure to meet you. You as well. Thank you. It's been a lot of a lot of fun working with your website and working with you. We got to know each other through your interpretations. Uh, Bartholomew Barker had posted it. He had done it, and I'm like, whoa, what's this? Because I like to do interpretations where you write to a, a picture. And with Susie, she she had us write um, haikus or senryus to different you know photographs that she found, and she found some very interesting photographs. And you'll have to go to the website to see what I'm talking about. And it's under interpretations. But what what inspired you to do the interpretations? Well, actually, what I enjoyed uh, primarily about those types of prompts is the fact that um, Helene Valent, I, I hope I'm pronouncing her, her name correctly, she's the one who turned me on to that, basically. But then I saw a lot of other people that uh, promoted those types of prompts, too. And I do like the association with the visual and the written. Just, you know, what's the thought process people go through when they examine an image? I like to know what they're thinking. So that's why I the um, title of it was called Interpretations. So that's why I started it, basically, because I wanted to know how people interpreted what they saw, basically. And it, it, it just followed the same prompt level that others had done. And that's kind of the reason why I ended it, too, after about a year, because I felt like there was so many of them. So I just felt like it was just too much. And so I stopped that and moved on to something else. But it also could be <laughs> that I just got bored with it. And, you know, because sometimes I like to be challenged a little bit more as well. So. Well, I can certainly relate to that. I challenge myself all the time. I, and I like to see different prompts in that. And one of the one of the exciting um, things that you started up was the short of it. And mm-hmm. I'm honored to be featured in that. Um, tell us about that. Well, that came about because after, well, my whole evolution of writing has, this is really where it's gotten me to, is the short of it. I have thoroughly discovered in the last two years uh, that I absolutely love brevity. I think that people who are able to express themselves in short bursts of expression, um, well, 
double word there, but um, you know what I mean? It just, I just feel like um, it's really so unique to have somebody who can say something really well in, in very short sentences or short, short formats like haiku and senior and tangos. And, and there's a lot of different structured styles as well as free verse too. I just, I, I'm, I'm in awe of people who can do that. So that's why I wanted to promote that. And uh, that's how the short of it was born basically because I went from learning how all the different styles of poetry existed to really figuring out what I liked about poetry the most. And then now I wanted to hopefully present and feature and showcase people that really are good at it. How does a person submit to a short, the short of it? How did they get in there? Well, basically go to the website, iwriteher.com, and there is a tab on the, the sidebar that says the short of it, and that gives you all the submission guidelines that, um, you know, that are required for you to enter or apply to the process. And it's very easy. Um, I am the only person doing it. So I, I tell people to make sure to give me about six weeks to read. I, I don't, I have a lot of different projects that I work on. So um, it's easier for me to just tell them up front, it's gonna be about six weeks. And I realize that that might even be short, um, a short period of time compared to some other publications that people uh, send their, their thoughts and their words to. I've, gosh, it's been like six months sometimes that I don't hear from people. So I didn't want it to extend it out that long, but six weeks felt like, yeah, that's doable. I can definitely work that into my schedule. Well, that's, that's actually a very reasonable period of time. As one who keeps checking my submissions and submittable, I'm like, come on, yeah. people, get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> come on, I want to know, is it good? Did it, did it make the cut? <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. In 2018, Susie published the book Feeling Human, which explores our humanity it's a rich experience of what emotions look like, what they can mean to us, and the sensations we experience, and how to learn to revel in them thoroughly, or how to protect ourselves from our struggles with them. I asked Susie to tell about how she got started with the book and the process. started off with me wanting to write about my dysfunctional family. and. I, I, I tried, I got to three chapters and I just couldn't anymore because it was, it was very depressing and it took me to places I really wasn't ready to go yet, I think. And, but I still wanted to write a book. And so what I decided to do because of, you know, how this, how it made me feel, I thought, well, what do I want to write? What do I really want to write about? I want to write about feelings and emotions. Yes, that's what I want to capture in the book uh, about my family, but I'm not ready to address that yet. So let's see, how am I going to do this? I'm going to I'm going to put a survey out there, and I think you probably read that in the um, the opening. I put a survey out to all my people, and I said, here, forward this to everybody. I want to know. What are the top five emotions that you experience on a daily basis? And purely unscientific. I think I had like 170 replies. I can't remember the exact number now. And uh, so I got these surveys back and I took the top 10 out of, there was a, a total list of 42, I think, emotions. And I took the top 10. And out of the top 10, 
those are the ones that made the book. And my goal was when I told this, um, when I, my best friend, Terry Susie, I've known her since she's been, since we were in seventh grade and, um, she's an artist. And I said to her, I have this idea for this book and I, this is what I came up with. And I, what I like you to do as the artist is I want you to conceptualize visually what these emotions feel like. And I love watercolors. She hated watercolor, <laughs> but she tried. Uh, I'll have to give her credit because there were some that were. Um, but I said, then just do whatever you want, whatever um, medium that you prefer. But I would like to get your feeling uh, visually what that those emotions mean to you. And so she did. And I had already started writing on the different um, emotions themselves. And they came together. She never knew what I wrote, which was beautiful. And to see what she came up with visually to what I had written was just wonderful. I mean, number one, it was a testament to, I think, how we both are as people, how we see, th see the world. Uh, we have a lot in common, I think, because of our past and our history and our, you know, just our friendship. But then to see how she really was able to bring out those emotions so well, in my opinion, I, I just have her artwork is just such, such a great, I don't know, I can't speak in highly enough of, of what she did for the book, in my opinion. And uh, you tell me, what did you think of the artwork? I loved it. I'm, I'm an artist as well. And I um, am doing some artwork for a book that I'm working on. And I was really, I would not have known that she had not read your poetry. I mean, it was right in sync with right. what you had written. So I, I thought she had already, you know, read your work to know. And I mean, I guess that's just how connected you are because she just, she picked up on it. And Absolutely. I was amazed. I mean, I, I'm kind of, you know, I was in awe actually. <laughs> Yeah, I as, as was that I, was and <laughs> when she sent me the initial images, when we didn't, I didn't get them all at once. I got a few here and there, and the, I think um, it, it took a pro. It was over a couple of months where we actually got everything pulled together. And there was maybe, I want to say, there was two that didn't quite um, like not link up. But I think she had a different thought of what the word meant. I'm not really sure what there what that was, but. There was only a couple that just didn't sync up, I think, but the others just, I mean, they just blended well. And just to, to see that collaboration and just to be able to work with my best friend, it was awesome. Yeah. I just really had such a good time with it and with her and, and we laughed so much and, and just to get the project done together and just the uniqueness of our name situation, which I think is <laughs> hilarious because when she, uh, when I first met her, her name was Terry Christensen. And then when she got married, <laughs> it's like, you just can't get away from me, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Terry Susie, Susie Box. Oh my God, that's great. So <laughs> I, I just, I love it. She's definitely, uh, I consider her family. She's my family. Well, that's great. Well, I feel like, you know, with her expression, with her art, in a way, that was her way of, of putting poetry in art form, um, her expression. And, you know, with poetry, we try to paint a picture with words. Right. And she took the words and painted the picture. So actually, it was his own unique expression. I wanted to take them from what the definition of the word meant to what um, 
what it really does for us in life and then the poetry and then I wanted to nail it with the visual and he said to me he goes no just this is it should just be fluid emotions just make it really something that people want to connect to if you put that dry piece in there first you're going to lose their attention and it was great advice it was awesome so from that um, we switched up the format, or I switched up the format, I should say. Took it from the visual so people would immediately, not even knowing what the word was, seeing the visual and think, okay, what does that mean? And then have the, the, the word there and then to have how it actually affects us in life. And then the poetry is really like what knocks it off at the end and says, oh, this is really what it feels like. Right. So it, it, was, it was great to have all the input from everybody. And, you know, because it was my first one, I didn't really know how to approach it. And, but it was, it was a fun project. I really love that book and I had fun with it. The second one was good too, but I, the first one being the first, you know, it's always <laughs> a little bit more special. Yeah, I understand that. Now tell us about your second book. Well, the second one came about um, a year later to the day, actually, which was funny. Um, and the reason that it, I decided to publish the second book is because I made a challenge to myself at the beginning of 2018 that I wanted to publish one piece of work every day. And so basically that was my piece a day project and that became the second book. And it was uh, in going through all those, I that's actually how I identified my favorite styles, which was the structured short poems. And then again, and the next year, that's what led to the short of it, because it just, it, that's been the evolution of my, my writing journey. Um, I finally figured out what I wanted to be when I grew up, I guess is a good way of putting it. <laughs> I like the short and I like the sweet and succinct and, um, I think of the way it is on the banner on the picture is like short bursts of exquisite expression. I love that. It's just, it's so cool. And it might just go along with what my son says. I have ADHD. So I don't know. <laughs> this year I've challenged myself a little bit more too with the short stories. Um, the five day tales that I started where I once a month and I was originally doing it every week and that just got to be too much because <laughs> yeah the other things that I had that I you know had commitments to and I felt a little overwhelmed so I changed that where it's once a month I have a, a kind of a creative story and that last one um, was about my family some of it which was good mm -hmm. to get that out um, but I really enjoy that too. And I've had my, uh, my friends, there's a couple of the friends that are, are novelists and they, they keep saying to me, you've got a story in there. You need to write that story. Well, I yes. think in order for me to, to do that, I still have to get really familiar with the whole process. I've never written a book like that. I've read, I've written short stories, but I've not certainly written so I think I need to get more into the style. And that's really how the, the five day tales came about is to touch on that a little bit more where I can um, just broaden my, my, my writing skills in that respect. So, right. you know, I like it. It's fun and it's, it's cool to come up with something creative and something imaginative. And then also that twist at the end where I, I let the readers decide for themselves what kind of ending they want to see. 
that challenges me again because I have to really think of three different storylines. So it's good. I like it. I enjoy reading them. I mean, and I try to figure them out, you know, as I go. And you always have twists in there to throw me off. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I go, I got it. Now I know what she's going to do. And what? hey, no. she didn't do that. <laughs> but yeah. that's the fun part. It's kind of like it a roller coaster is. of writing. <laughs> I like that. It, it really is. It's, it is a lot of fun. Sit back and relax and listen to the beautiful poetry of Susie Box. The Language of Woods. One concrete block aligned to the next and the next, each step taken, slapping hard with echoes, the grunts of strangers bouncing up against me in an unnatural way, gray energy sticking on my clothes, smudging in deeper, my emptiness reflected on the, pe- on the faces of passersby. An escape seemed justified. The planning begins. It's a want and a need, a timely effort when the world begins to close in. Taking care of this essence keeps my head in the game in the race of the plastic, the commercial, and the material world. It's beyond time to reclaim some sanity. I'm punching out now. Every remembered hue in the musty yellow, brown, and green of the woods beckons me with its message of calm, reminding me of blanketing comfort in every step taken deep into the center of her being. I can already hear Mother Nature celebrating my return. My arrival at the entrance to my freedom has the wind layering around me with the softest of invisible hands. I lean in with a heavy sigh, forcing out the dust and the mange of the city streets, breathing slowly, feeling the pulse return to normal as peace filters in between all of my cells and my body. I focus my eyes on the crispness of leaves underfoot as I step deeper into the heart of mother, the beams of sunlight entering through the swaying canopies of the treetops redirect my attention. Eminent trails of rays capturing every bit of forest dust in its streams, emulating the rings of Saturn on a smaller scale. My preening tender ears usher in the rich sounds of nature, whistles of the wind, harmonies of feathered friends, and the high-pitched sounds of clicks, buzzing, rasping, all steadily burrowing the rhythm of nature into the gray matter of my brain. Its steady pulse of harmony makes me richer for having heard her sounds. Stealthily, my feet burrow into the soft mud, a reminder of the youthful past and carefree days. With an intense urge to push in deeper, home was offering its hello, brown wetness oozing firm, yet squishy brown missiles of clay up in between my white toes. Small twigs pricked the little piggies sinking in, becoming one. I solemnly brushed my hand on the moistness of the green moss covering the holy tree. My fingers etched along the cracks with thankfulness for its gift of renewal, even as the crackle of old limbs signals a forthcoming demise. I wonder if Mother Nature mourns the losses as she makes me feel alive. This oft-visited place of tranquility, a site of refuge and healing is where joy comes back. I dare not disturb, ruffle, or destroy what only offers peace. 
I've imbibed necessarily and deliriously in the majestic feel of these woods, experienced my internal essence revived with the esoteric fuel of nature. She spoke and I listened. Wow, that's wonderful. Really like that a lot. You know, speaking of the nature, you know, as the retreat, as a way of finding the peace, you know, that's something I can really connect with. And, you know, a lot of people I think can. Um, we need to get away from all the stickiness and ickiness of life and just kind of refresh. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think that's probably why I love the beach so much, because that is literally my happy place. I there there can be no bad mood if I'm at the beach that I will always be very, very relaxed and very happy. I do not know what it is about that scenery that does it to me, but it just, I can just turn off and become so relaxed. It's ridiculous. It's great. I love it. I wish we lived near a beach, but we don't. We live about two hours from one and um, because I'm in North Carolina and that's generally where we go. I mean, we get, we have plenty of choices of places we could go, but we always end up at the beach. Mm -hmm. um, it is the place I can go and totally unplug. It's, I, I understand it. I mean, it just, I don't have to do anything. I just go sit in the chair and I just let it take me over. Yeah, exactly. I can literally sit on the shoreline and just look out. And I can mm -hmm. do that for hours. I don't need yep. to, I don't literally don't need a book. I don't need to be reading anything. I don't need to be doing anything. I could just yeah. connect to nature in a way that I can't anywhere else. And I love the woods too, because I feel like it's the, it's the opposite. Like, I don't know what it is with the color schemes too, because on beaches, you've got the blue and the white and the, the grays. And then in the, in the forest and the mountains, it's green and rich and lush. Um, one is completely open, it feels like, like the beach, I just feel completely free. And then when I'm in woods, I feel like I'm encapsulated and just basically hugged by nature. So yes. both of those sensations feel really, really freeing and, mm -hmm. you know, comforting is the only way Absolutely. I can think of it. Yeah. I know when, when I was a teenager, I, but after school, I would walk to the woods and walk, you know, we had a waterfall in the town I lived in in Illinois, I lived over by the Mississippi River, and I used to go there, and it just, it worked kind of like the beach does, it kind of cleared my head, uh -huh. you know, and sometimes I would draw pictures and different things, but yeah, just getting away from all of the buzz of life and getting, getting away to something like that just means so much to me, and I think it has a lot to do, too, with inspiring different poetry along those same lines. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, and I also feel like too, the, uh, when you're in like your regular day-to-day -day stuff, you are just so focused on that. And I think when I'm in nature, it, fe it just feels like I'm connecting to something rather than doing something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, it just, there's a richness in that, that I don't get when I'm at home. So, yeah. Yeah. I the next one that I'm going to be reading is something that I wrote back in 2019 too. This was earlier in the year, uh, January, and it was something that I actually has had quite a bit of attention, um, not just on the blog, and was one of the favorites of people, or actually one of the most popular ones, and it was also two publications, or three publications actually picked it up, which was nice. Mm -hmm. um, but the poem itself is called All Me. 
which uh, if you know what the the word means it's it's just very depressed and you know desolate and so that gives you an idea of where this thing is going okay something someone please push me over the edge of my disillusionment to something to someone inspiring propelling me to care again back to being an all back to wanting more back to love it's empty here i think why a lot of people have identified with this and why it became uh, something that resonated is because so many people do feel those feelings of down and depression and you know spans hold lots of different reasons why but everybody can can relate and i think when i you asked me uh, my writing journey i think part of it is i want to express what people feel on a global scale i like feeling human was one of the reasons for writing that book was because i wanted to write stuff that um you know what do we all have in common what do we all uh, share in our humanity and how do you express that now the next three again they're all very short but they're all prompts um ug's and eugenia's weekly prompts vj's weekly challenge and, and sajay's that was the, the next one i'm going to do same thing with the one after that and then i think the last one is two no that one's rena's okay this one is called hope and the prompt Eugenia's was transition, VJ's uh, was smell, and then the picture was an image that Sajay had of a woman doing like a ballerina pose underneath the waterfall. I don't know if, if you had seen that or not, but it was like she was underneath this hallway of water rivulets that were spraying above her. And it's just a very positive, cool thing. Anyway. So the transition, smell, and then her image. <clears throat> the name of the poem is Hope. And like winter to spring, I can smell the transition to new beginnings. My joyful anticipation making me erupt in a spontaneous dance. The water spraying in an exulting expression delighting in my future. The hereafter looks promising. Nice. It's just... It, that picture, and that was the, the the inspiration for that, really, was just that whole uplifted feeling of joy and experiencing something greater was coming down the pike is, is kind of what inspired that. Just love that. Great. The picture was awesome. I do use pictures a lot for inspiration, although sometimes it goes the other way, where I find... Um, the words, but then I match up an image to it. I like that combination because it really, between the title and the picture and the words, it should be able to tell you the whole story. I wanna be able to, to get that across to people uh, in that way. This one, next one is called Shockingly Good Day. And again, Sajay's What Do You See is an image of a bear, a teddy bear laying on a bed. And the weekly prompt from Eugenia was blush. And then um, VJ's was the sun. Okay. So the name of the shockingly good day, the sun pulls on me to rise, a slow roll to the right, feet on the floor, my day begins. The jammies slip to the floor, a quick dash towards the shower, a slide backward glance to the bed. I think I saw Teddy blush. <laughs> 
That's so adorable. <laughs> it's just a little cute one. But it was cute because when you look at the picture of the bear, he's got a little smile on his face. That's what um, got the, the wheels turning for me. And then the last one was, it was called Life Versus Us. And this one was Rena's Exploration Challenge. And it was called, uh, the prompt word was Writer's Reality. So Life Versus Us. Life seeks to teach us, we learn. Life seeks to change us, we adapt. Life seeks to end us, we fight. Writers seek to teach us with expressions. Writers seek to change us with wisdom. Writers seek to end us with truths. People can get these prompt ideas by going to your website because you, you post Absolutely. all this on there. I hope so. And it's funny because I have a, another, I, I'm sure you know Chuck Lindholm. He is the reluctant poet. Okay. Yeah. He, he, I just... I adore him, and we always have such great conversations, even offline, not just on on our respective blogs. He's he, the times that he's like, "Oh, Susie, I just love it when you inspire me. You are so cool. I love these things." And I'm like, "Well, you do too. I just I love the <laughs> the thought process that he has sometimes, and he he can have such a political bent about him too, which I think is wonderful. He gets up on his little uh, podium, and and like me, I love I I. Don't do it as much as I used to, but I still, you know, get on my little, uh, I used to have the blog called Susie's, um, Susie's Soapbox, and he and I sometimes still do get on our soapboxes about <laughs> politics specifically. <laughs> I've got a few words to say, but I, I really try to stay away from that now. I, For me, the blog is about just expression and wanting to share my thoughts and, and hopefully be heard in a way that I just had an epiphany. I don't want to, I, I want to be heard because I was never heard when my youth basically. So this is a platform that I choose to do that. in, And it's been wonderful that the people have been so nice and I've met so many cool people. I can't say it enough. The short of it has been wonderful. I've gotten to meet so many nice writers and, um, their thoughts and their expressions and their stories even, they're just, they're awesome to hear. I'm really enjoying it. Well, I'm grateful to, to Bart for posting to, you know, I write her to the challenge because that's how I found you. And I'm so, glad you found know, your, your daddy fans. <laughs> like to engage with the readers. And I, that was interesting that you said that too, because when I was working at Fictional Cafe, as an associate editor or assistant editor, the um, one of the reasons that they offered me the job was because I had so much commentary and so many um, so much engagement with my posts because there isn't a post that you didn't have that didn't have a comment or two or three or ten. And I said, well, that's kind of the whole point. I mean, it's like I want to I want to engage with people and I want to talk to them and I don't you know some of those relationships might be superficial because you don't know each other that well yet, but that's the whole point. You get to know each other. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I do want to, so it's fun. And I think in the, in the poetry world, I don't feel the competition, you know, mm -hmm. like in some fields, you know, there's like, you know, you gotta be one up on everybody, but I don't feel that way in the poetry community. I think we all have something to say and we all have different ways of saying it. And, you know, I don't feel like, you know, I need to be competing with anybody. I just need to worry about 
you know, taking care of what I need to say, you know, and appreciating what other people are saying. Absolutely. And I think too, because we all have a unique perspective because we all have unique situations, although there may be many similarities and that's what resonates within us whenever we read somebody's work uh, because they may share some of the same emotions that we do, but we all have different life stories. And I, for me personally, I enjoy reading poetry just for the sake of learning something new, whether it's somebody's story or whether it's their situation, how they handled it, whatever it may be, or even if it's to them just being creative, you know, like with me writing um, the hundred word stories, they're all fiction pretty much. Um, uh, but I, I like that. I like getting to know people. So it doesn't matter you're right. It's not about competition. It's about really just getting to know people that way. Because right. you do. You get to find out who they are as individuals. And some, I don't know, they you attach pretty quickly to their writing styles. I know I have a, another favorite of mine is, is Candice Dacan. She's just, I can't write like her, but I love how she writes. I just think she's amazing. I, I don't know. She's very expressive and there's a mystery to her poetry, which um, I think people want to take the time to get deeper into it sometimes. And I'm not just talking about her style. I think that applies the way she wants mystery. They just want to have a story, um, but she can tell a fluid story with her words and it's a little bit mysterious. You have to dig a little bit deeper for her, for her, um, the purpose of it, but it's so good. Oh, just a, very emotional. I love it. And what was the name of that poet again? Condice Dak Khan. She is uh, the feathered sleep. Actually, if you look at some of my reblogs, she's, I've reposted some of her stuff too. What projects are you working on now? Do you have anything in the works? Um, well, I had wanted to start working on a fiction book, but I think I'm going to let this year pass by, uh, and then maybe next year I'll concentrate on it. It's just literally, I'm going to stay on top of the short of it. I want to continue to, to get good people in and, and get good stuff showcased. I have um, the anthology that I would like to publish next year of the short of it. haven't really developed what that, you know, it's going to be the best of the best kind of, but I think I want to have a theme to it, and I'm not sure yet how I can pull together a theme from all the people who have contributed because everybody's different. Right. So I'm not sure yet that there is going to be an anthology. I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to hold off on showcasing more people or work on the anthology next year yet. I will see how that goes. Okay. I have a lot of material that I have captured, and I like to reblog people at least. I'm going to say it's been averaging about three times a week at least. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, I, I don't know. I have, I enjoy reading everybody. I think their work is, is splendid and meaningful and I like sharing it with other people. Right. There's a lot of people that I read that don't have a lot of followers to begin with. Um, and I, I wouldn't think it's because they don't know how to, work their blog that's not the issue it's just sometimes people just don't get seen and there's algorithms too I think associated with WordPress so some people do get seen right from the beginning and I don't know how they circulate but 
I feel like they don't necessarily know how to self-promote either. And just for that reason, I want to share and, and let people know like, hey, this, go read this person. They're good. So. <laughs> I want to thank you again so much for meeting with me today. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. And you have a great rest of your day. You too. Take it easy. Thank you so much for joining us with the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. We look forward to meeting with you again. If you are a poet and you would like to come on to our podcast, please email ljtomey at gmail.com or you can find my information in my show tag. Thank you so much and you have a beautiful day.